I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, an absolute guru at the trade machine. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Guru at the trade machine. I do spend <coughs> way too much time on trade machine, and uh, it's not just Mavs related. I just like I always try to put some types of trades, and I spent like two hours the other day trying to figure out like realistic Chandler Parsons trades for Memphis. And I'm like, what am I doing for my life? Um, <laughs> hey, guess what? Today, the Memphis Grizzlies have spent less time trying to find realistic trades for Chandler Parsons than you have, probably. Because probably. they just kind of gave up, I feel like. Well, they can't even figure out what Brooks they're trading. So, um, Today, I tweeted out something. They knew what Brooks they were trading. Man. They knew, but the other teams apparently didn't. <clears throat> I tweeted out something, and I said, if, the current, if this current Mavs team was a restaurant, which would it be and why? I had some epic responses to this, okay? And I'm just going to go through some of them and just throw them out there. Of some, The replies on, on this tweet was uh, classic. Some quote tweets. I got Panda Express. Uh, <laughs> this guy says, Panda Express, good for short burst, but ultimately unsatisfying. Um, got a couple Sonics. Taco Bell. I got one for you. Give it to me. It's a diner. It's uh, a diner because it's really good there, but you can't take it home. If you take it, <clears throat> if you take anything home with you, it's not going to work. If you take anything on the road, it's just not going to be as good as if you eat it right there. <laughs> I like it. I like it. All things Mavs said Costco. The restaurant grocery store because you get a bunch of small samples of some really good stuff, but you you end up getting a bunch of the same stuff in bulk every time. <laughs> a bunch of the same stuff in bulk is hilarious. For the um, <clears throat> a lot of people was just making uh, the whole uh, the cheesecake factory. They have one great item: their cheesecake and a large roster of different foods that aren't very good. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of options, okay. not a lot of good ones. <laughs> yes. So anyway, Luca is the cheesecake. <laughs> yes. A why lot of people the, are why is the big cheese? Is the cheesecake not his? <laughs> not his nickname. <laughs> <laughs> the cheesecake. Uh, this guy said uh, Taco Bell, creative ideas, but ultimately the same old crap that made you sick last time. You take that back. You take that back. That chicken, chicken uh, taco with the chicken as the shell is 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 delicious. Just kidding. I, actually, I think I've had it. I think I've had it once. I don't remember it. I actually enjoy Taco Bell. That's like my. Uh, I'm in. I'm in on Taco Bell. Secret. Uh, secret thing about it. What's but, your go-to? Everybody's got a go-to at Taco Bell. Oh, uh, Taco Bell. Um, the uh, the cheese quesadilla. That's my wife's go-to too. That's so funny. Or not the cheese quesadilla. Well, just the chicken chicken quesadilla. quesadilla. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever number it is. Whatever. I love the the cheesy gordita crunch. Okay. Okay. It's got that sauce in the middle. It has a, a hard shell taco and then a like a soft shell kind of thing, like a pita sort of thing wrapped on the outside. Cheese in the middle of them that they melt. It's good. It's good stuff. I try not to eat uh, 
fast food very much, but if I do, it's normally Chick-fil-A, Taco Bell, or Raising Cane's. And I say this, and this will be the last one I say. This guy said, it would be Raising Cane's. It's mostly popular for its one special sauce, in our case, Luca, which makes everything else on the menu taste better. It's like, hmm, okay. That makes Dwight Powell the coleslaw. Everybody wants to trade it out. <laughs> I was going to say, I switch that out every single dang time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, tweet us if you eat the coleslaw at Cane's because I... So, I, can, so I, I can block you. <laughs> I have literally never eaten the coleslaw at Cane's. No, I will. Please tweet us so I can block you so quick. <laughs> All right. Obviously, today, if you can't tell by the uh, tone of our voices, we are excited to talk about trades today. We're going to be talking about a whole bunch of trades. You guys sent me a ton of trades, so I'm going to talk about most of them uh, that you guys tweeted me, and so we'll talk about that. We're trying to fix the Mavericks. We're trying to to help the Mavericks in whatever way, and you have to know that when we talk about trades, there's a give and take. You can't. Somebody sent me this trade today. You ready for this? And I know that most people are joking. Uh, Jay sent me in this trade. Devin Harris for Kevin Durant. <laughs> it's a perfect example of this of a trade like this. First of all, it doesn't work <laughs> with salary. Second of all, you have to think about it from the other team's side. Obviously, the other team, you know, the Warriors are not going to want Devin Harris, you know, in, in exchange for an MVP, Finals MVP, and Kevin Durant. That's an obviously ridiculous example. And and I knew that it was in jest when he sent it. But people still do send trades, and they don't think about both sides of the trade. You don't. You have to think about both sides. So in order for the Mavericks to get a good player, they have to give up a good player, or they have to give up a group of players that are going to be considered, you know, worth it or have value. And so don't get upset if we say, "Hey, we want to trade Dennis. We want to trade Harrison. We want to trade." You know, all these guys that you guys have have come to. To love, we're not going to trade Luca. That's that's off limits. We're, we're not we're not going to trade Dirk. That's off limits, um, because that's that's what you have to do. You have to to look over all of your options, try to get the best trade possible to help this team. So uh, it's not that we don't like these guys. It's not that we don't value. In fact, if we put these guys in trades, a lot of times that means we do value them because then that means to be valuable for another team. So just wanted to throw that out there. I know everybody's like, oh, if you guys try to trade Dennis, stop with the Dennis trades, blah blah blah. It takes giving up a good player to get a good player back, and we're just trying to figure out the best fit to help the Mavericks right now. So we yeah, don't and we don't hate Dennis. <laughs> yeah, and 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 we, we tread lightly when we do a pod like this. We are a podcast that a lot of fans like to listen to, uh, but also uh, freelance for the team. So and like we've been in locker rooms before. We have relationships with different players. So uh, we we tread this topic lightly, but that's why we say if Dallas did go the trade route. These are some routes that we think they could entertain. We're not saying, hey, you should make this deal. Uh, we just we talk about this is a podcast for you guys, the fans. And this is what the fans are talking about right now. How can the Mavs be fixed? What are some possible trades? So that's what we put on our little tinfoil hats and say, hey, let's go and try to figure out some different trades that we think Dallas could explore. It's not what the and- tinfoil hat is for. <laughs> Okay, get off me. The tinfoil hats for conspiracy and like, no, never conspiracy mind. theories, and like I think of signs with Mel Gibson, and <coughs> and uh, now listen, hat. we're all not going to agree on all these trades. So I'm sure it, it happens every time you throw some type of trade out there. You could tweet out the the most even trade possible, like a screen grab of a trade machine on Twitter, and you're bound. It happens every time. Somebody will reply back and say. Do you even watch basketball? Yes. Why would blank team ever do this? It happens every single time. So it's a matter of opinion. 
and we just throw different things out there so you can just have you fun. can tweet real trades out and someone will say why would anyone ever do this the paul george trade at the time people would say why would the the and i was one of them i i was oh yeah we were both so surprised i think you were less surprised than i was but uh at the time i was like man why would they ever do that because of how bad oladipo had been it just turns out that if you're a guard in uh in okc you just you, you suck unless <laughs> you're playing with russell westbrook <laughs> <laughs> i don't know Schroeder. i like Schroeder. Um, uh, you know who doesn't like Schroeder right now is Andrew Wiggins. They're going at it Ooh. back and forth. And uh, we also have to mention your boy, Nerlens Noel, took a hard fall tonight. It's it looked pretty bad. I didn't see it, and Nick sent it to me, and uh, it did look pretty bad. So hopefully, we're, prayers up for Nerlens. You know, former Maverick, great. And uh, you know, we hope that he's okay because he he was he was so he went up in the air. Andrew Wiggins was going for a dunk, and Nerlens was going to block it. Andrew Wiggins. Pretty much inadvertently, but he was leading with his elbow. It was kind of a weird way. He he elbowed him in the head. He elbowed Nerlens in the head. Then Nerlens falls and smashes his head on the ground. Like his head, his head just bounces off the the court, and he just didn't get up. His eyes were closed as he was on the ground, and he was kind of moving around. Medical staff came running out, put him on a stretcher, and then just kind of like tied him all up to the stretcher and rolled him out. Uh, it looked really bad. So prayers up for him. We hope that he's okay. And uh, another guy that we hope is okay is, is we didn't mention this yesterday, but Eddie Sefko of the Dallas Morning News was uh, let go. He was part of the layoffs. Apparently there was 40. I saw on Reddit someone said that there was 43 layoffs uh, from the Dallas Morning News, and we hate to see that. Uh, we liked having Eddie around. We liked having Eddie at road games. Getting you know He was always there. He's consistent. He has been part of the Mavericks organization longer than pretty much everybody that's part of the Mavericks organization right now. He's been there 18 yeah. years. That is a long time to be covering a beat and to be there and to uh, be part of an organization. I mean, that, he was there at Dirk's, what's that, his Dirk's second year? His third year? That's yeah. Wild. That's wild. That's like the whole Dirk run. Yeah, I mean, he. Um, there's only a few guys that's been around that long. And uh, Eddie was, uh, he is a legend in the Mavs media landscape. And he's one of the few guys that always covered the team. I mean, he went to China. He's been overseas yeah. with them to all these different countries. He's, um, when you have, <clears throat> when you have somebody like Dirk to Dirk's caliber, uh, tweet, uh, yes. to him and quote, tweet his tweet and, uh, you know, thank him and appreciate him. Uh, that shows you, um, just how people felt about him and stuff too. And so, yeah, it's sad. It's sad for the market. I, you know, it's sad for Eddie in particular, uh, but it's sad for the market too, just because how things are shifting and local newspapers are getting hit hard right now. But yeah, I didn't have a ton of personal interaction with him, uh, but from everything that, you know, being around him over the two years that I was, uh, you know, there was, you know, everybody seemed to respect him and he, you know, went in and did his thing and, uh, got stories and scoops, and he was well respected. So it's uh, it's sad to see him go. And uh, who knows, he might not, he not might, might not be gone for long. He could, you know, get scooped up by somebody else, and we'll see what happens. So as Moneyball, <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> that'd be so random. Eddie's in y'all slack. <laughs> so that'd be so funny. <laughs> uh, I just I just can't wait until Eddie starts a podcast. Oh my god! I mean, he could have an exclusive, exclusive. The step forward. <laughs> All right, so let's take a break. When we come back, let's get into these fake trades. Uh, 
All right, Isaac. So I got a ton of response uh, from a tweet that I sent this morning saying, you know, fix. Okay, send me your best trade to fix the Mavericks. Uh, and here's a, here's a big one that I got sent, and I didn't really think about it, and I wonder what your thoughts about it. Oh crap. Um. <laughs> Chance sent in this one. Wes and DeAndre Jordan for Goran Dragic and Hassan Whiteside. So there's, <coughs> there's, there's I actually screen grabbed this one. There's obviously problems with this. Um Whiteside has a player option next year for twenty seven million. Dragic has uh do I say it right? Somebody's gonna come at me and say I don't say it right. Dragic, right? Dragic? Sure. Dragic. It's not it's not guh, it's j. Dragic. Dragic. I think. Somebody's gonna come at me and say it's not nineteen million. Also, I don't think Whiteside uh, has a player option. Drogic has the player option. I just checked it this morning. Oh, I'm on Hoopside right now, and Whiteside's 2019 salary is it guaranteed? Guaranteed at 27. I mean, a player option of 27 million for him is essentially guaranteed. It's pretty much guaranteed. <laughs> he's, yes. he's gonna pick it up. It doesn't. So <laughs> either way, um, and I mean, the Mavs have 87 in caps. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. And Goran had, is out with a knee with with a knee injury right now. He had knee surgery. He's out until the All Star break. So there's a problem there with that, obviously. But let's say he comes back and you know around the All Star break and he's healthy. What do you think about this idea as a trade? You're moving out Wes and DeAndre, bringing in Whiteside, who's uh, you know obviously had you know some problems there, but he still puts up numbers and gets a lot of production. Uh, probably defends the rim better than DeAndre Jordan does right now. He rebounds the same, if not better, than DeAndre does. Uh, and then you get you get Lucas Buddy. You get Lucas guy back and can help him, you know, mentor him. Uh, the problem is what happens with Dennis. Do you yeah. just start Drogic and Dennis <coughs> and Luca all at the same time? Because yeah. we were concerned about, you know, two point guards and now there'd be essentially three uh, lead ball handlers that would be on the same and so do you then bench Dennis? That would be the problem with this trade, I think. That's the biggest one besides, obviously, the money um, and Drogic being out with you know a knee injury right now. Yeah, so you immediately um, immediately think about the money because that would wipe their cap space completely clean um, for the most part because uh, assuming that, uh, uh, let's just say Drogic um, picks up the player option at $19 million, then next season you're looking at Barnes at like 26 million, assuming he picks that up. Uh, Whiteside at 27, Drogic at tw- at 19. Um, on down the line, like there goes your spending money because you'd be DeAndre and Wes are obviously coming off the books. So uh, I know a lot of fans, their hesitation real quick would be with that saying because they want the cap this summer. Um, and like you said, it, then it comes down to Dennis. If you're going to bring in another point guard, you got. I mean, when you the moment you bench Dennis, you just depreciate his value so much, and you're just telling other teams right then and there that uh, we you don't think as high of him if you bench him. So that's where this trade gets um, gets really tricky, I think. And uh, what about I think functionally? Um, like on the court, just yeah. like if you insert these two in the starting lineup for the, <clears throat> I mean, you've seen what Goran and, and Luca could do together and in, in Eurobasket and all that stuff. So like that, that, that duo, if you could rekindle that, that, that's something special. Uh, or, I mean, they just ran through some, some people, uh, with that. I think take, take Drogic out of it. What would, what would Miami have to add to Whiteside for you to do a Whiteside and, DeAndre swap probably a lot (laughs) 
Yeah, that's because I think that I think that's interesting. Of or at least the, something you have to add something to it. You have because to add Dallas did show interest. Something. Dallas did show interest in in Whiteside when he was a free agent or going to be a free agent a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, he has the one more year left on his deal, obviously. So like. What would you know with DeAndre expiring? Miami would probably love to get off that contract this summer. What well, what else would Miami have to add to Whiteside um, for you to swap those two? Uh, would it be a first, uh, unprotected first, protected first? Would it have to be one of the uh, young guys? And then at that point, I don't even know if I would do it if I'm at Miami. Like I wouldn't attach, uh, you know, Bam to you know to get off of. Like I would keep Bam and just eat yeah. Whiteside's money if I'm Miami that point so <clears throat> i don't know i don't know what that looks like what if miami said we'll give you our i don't know their caps you know their pitch miami's in right cap now. hell right now even if i think even if they got off white side they're still over the cap next year yeah so Already, like because they have like I tyler johnson and, and drogic and i haven't even looked at my kelly olenic um terrible pick, their pick future right now so um, somebody can scream at me if i'm if they don't have their pick but like if they called up dallas said we'll give you our 2019 First round pick unprotected. If we'll if you'll swap out Whiteside for DeAndre, would you do it? Which I don't know if the Mavericks can do straight up. Because Whiteside isn't Whiteside making like twenty seven. Right now he's making twenty four. Oh, so they could do that next year. You're taking on you're taking on two extra million. And then if that pick's unprotected, what does that look like? Um, it's probably you know a middle middle of the road pick. It could be. I mean, it could be in the lottery, but like they're in the to, they're twelve to sixteen, something like that. Yeah, yeah, just about there. So it's interesting. <laughs> it's an interesting concept, but yeah, it's taking on too much money. Uh, the knee injury with Drogic and uh, what to do with Dennis. Those are the two. Those are the big problems. Uh, we got to move through these trades a little faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I got some too. Yeah, give me one. Um, I texted you. The, uh, texted you about this one. If the Clippers want to go all in on free agency pitch and yeah. uh, thinking that they can really pull this off, and they they realize that they're kind of um, middle of the pack in this year, and if they're going to try to push for the playoffs and something, and sticking to this whole, um, a lot of people like to package Dwight and West together. <laughs> if it is a Dwight and West, just hard because that's a lot of that's a lot of money going. <laughs> Yeah, Dwight, uh, Dwight Powell and Wes for Gallinari and Patrick Beverly. Now, when you look at that from a mass, or let's just say from a Clippers perspective, why would you do that for the Clippers? Well, it'd be about shedding more cap space. Even though Dwight's supposed to make 10 next year, Gallinari's supposed to make 22.6 next year. So making this trade, um, making that trade straight up, you'd be saving 12.6 million in cap space next year for the Clippers. So you'd like for the Clippers, you're getting basically an extra 13 on top of what they already like have now, uh, heading into the summer to chase a Kawhi. How much space know. would they have then? Do you know? Oh gosh, um, the only people on their books would be Lou Williams at eight, um, Harrell at six, and then in that case, Dwight yes, Powell. At that's like, like 10. that's like eighty something. Mil- they'd actually have eighty something million, so they could yeah. get two I mean, guys. Well, yeah, that's not including like SGA at three, Jerome Robinson at three. Yeah, still, it's <laughs> so around that, like it's like eighty something, and that's enough yeah, for so two that, max. At guys. that point, you could chase um, two, you know, two max guys and all that stuff. If you're Dallas, you look at it and you say, okay, that cuts into our cap space by the same amount twelve points, twelve and a half million basically to the summer, and you'd be swapping out 
you know, Wes and Dwight for Gallinari and, and Beverly. What, how does, you know, I think this, this is the type of move to where you, you'd sacrifice a little bit of cap space to try to get a little bit better this year because Gallinari has been playing pretty dang well for the Clippers and you immediately, we've, what? Is he better than Jeremy Grant? Oh, we had this debate, didn't we? <laughs> yes. I still like Jeremy Grant a lot. Stop. They're two totally get different out, players. Get out of here with that. I still like Jeremy Grant a lot. Stop. We did have this debate, Stop. didn't we? We did, yeah. <laughs> so the question Your whole is thing how was it, injuries though, so Yes. How would it fit on the court? Um, could you play this uh, a lineup of like DeAndre, Gallinari, um, Barnes, Barnes Luca, Dennis, uh, Dennis. Uh, what does that look like? Gives you an extra uh, scoring. Would you maybe move Gallinari to the bench and maybe start Beverly alongside Dennis? And that's he's kind of like your miniature West replacement. And then you put this scoring punch Gallinari in the six uh, six man type of role, which they need bad. Like when, yeah, when JJ Brea isn't going off, that the bench needs somebody to score so bad. So anyway, that's just a a, a type of trade that. Um, I like I that see, one. I could see both sides really thinking about it. Beverly's an expiring contract also, so I, I didn't mention that. But and they got just a ton of guards. So Yeah. The question with Gallinari again is his injury. He's missed, you know, a lot of games. Uh that was our whole thing this summer. But he's is a great player. And I think he would fit great with Luca. Brings a lot of spacing, a lot of a lot of extra creation that this starting lineup just doesn't have. <laughs> and for some reason, even though they have you know, Luca and Dennis and Harrison Barnes, you think that they'd have more creation, but doesn't they just don't. <laughs> yeah. And uh does take the ball out of Luca's hands a little bit more than the current lineup, but it's a better option than West taking the ball out of Luca's hands. Correct. This would only be if the Clippers are are like he said, locked in on uh trying to create as much cap space as they can. This is the the kind of trade. This is like the the Knicks trade where they they get off of Tim Hardaway and, you know, Courtney Lee or somebody to yeah. to get and the Clippers. Trade. It's kind of like that Cl- trade. So it's not equal Clippers, value. Yeah, they got to be realistic too. I mean, they're not going to go anywhere. So even if they do sneak into the playoffs the 7th or 8th seed, they're not going to I mean, make it out of the first round. So that's where their their eyes are set on the summer. So if a trade like this came and like, hey, I could free up another 13 then uh, I could see him thinking about it. All right, let's keep moving on these trades. Uh, Gradinaru Grad, sent this trade in. Harrison Barnes and D- Dennis Smith Jr. for Bradley okay. Beal. <clears throat> so you get Harrison Barnes, veteran guy, stable locker room presence. And you get Dennis with Jr., young guy. You can bring him off the bench because he's got John Wall there. So there's the, that automatic, like, you know, you have John Wall there. You have Dennis to, you know, to groom and kind of be your six, your super six-man guy. Uh, you could play Dennis and John Wall together, kind of like Westbrook and Schroeder are playing right now. You could play that, that double slasher kind of thing. Uh, Dennis shooting a little bit better, play, playing defense. John Wall's, John Wall's bigger. He's a lot bigger than Dennis. And so you can have him guard, you know, the – the other, you know, wing or the other guard. Um, I, I just I don't think the Wizards do that at all. I don't think they would do it either. But it, it is an in, it is an interesting look, especially if they do try to move on from John Wall. Then you have Dennis there too. Yes, to yes. I, I'm still in the camp that if I'm the Wizards, I just I trade. I would dump John Wall for nothing before I would trade Bradley Bill. Like that's who I would 
Yeah, I agree. I agree. But do you think that's that's fairly good value though for Bradley Beal? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I love Harrison and this and um, you know Dennis in that case of trying to groom him to be this next John Wall. But I, I wouldn't with Wall out for the like. If Dennis is not in Dallas, I want him to have the ball in his hands in a system to where they like kind of build it around him and let him run the show. Because I think he he has that talent, and I think he could really excel in that De'Aaron Fox type of role. Yeah, it's just you know. So like, if he goes somewhere else, I want that team to to do that for him. So, yeah, I just think they they do that him coming off the bench. Yeah, yeah, okay, I could, could do see something that. like that. All right, give me another one. Um, <clears throat> do you want some realistic realistic ones? Smaller realistic trades that I I honestly could see, sure. um, but not big swings. I'll just get. I'll give them. Um, I'll give you just bam, bam, bam. Some smaller, realistic ones at the trade deadline that I could see if the Mavericks ride this out until then. Um, that I could see Wes Matthews for Courtney Lee and Mitchell Robinson. Um, that would allow the Knicks to get off Courtney Lee's contract. Basically, and if you're Dallas, you would say, "Hey, I'll pay Courtney Lee ten million dollars or twelve million dollars next season." Uh, if we get Mitchell Robinson and try to see what we have in him because he's shown some glimpses. Yeah. That type of thing. One to watch out for, and this one's a sneaky one, and it'd have to happen on trade deadline day because he wouldn't be eligible to trade until the six, is Wes to Milwaukee for George Hill and something. Because they traded for George Hill right at that deadline to where he can be traded at the trade deadline. Yeah. And George Hill has that non-guaranteed you know salary so basically yeah, he's yeah. an expiring <clears throat> and i think in milwaukee west matthews would be amazing for that like squad yeah uh, as far as just helping plan off Giannis and stuff so what else would milwaukee put with george hill to dallas would probably just you know buy out george hill at that point but um could they get devinson i don't forgot how to say his name devincenzo devincenzo um would it take like a draft pick in a perfect world, I would love to get Brogdon, but uh, you know how much I like Brogdon. You know Brogdon shooting like 99% from the free throw line? He's missed one free throw all year. I freaking love Brogdon. I want Brogdon next to Luka so dang bad. Um, yeah, so I, that's definitely something to watch. Um, the uh, Okay, another uh, that similar type of setup is like Philly for West to Philly for Wilson Chandler. And would they attach Zaire Smith to Wilson Chandler to get Wes? Zaire Smith hadn't played all year at all. He's been hurt. Zaire Smith. They need shooting bad. Yes, and they need shooting bad. If Philly's like, hey, we want to go all in to try to make the finals and everything, Wes would be a great addition for that team. So we've said those are we've we said this last year. We said this the year before. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, those those are three types of um, types of moves closer to the deadline to where if Dallas um, no or yeah that you could get a little something back for Wes and let Wes go contend for a a title on the Bucks, not in the Knicks situation, but the Bucks or Philly. Here's a couple. Let's take a quick break and then I'll give you some rapid fire ones of of my own that people sent at the. Go ahead. I was just gonna, at the very end. I'll throw some haymakers at you. Ooh, there you go. Isaac's gonna throw some haymakers at me at the at the very end. So uh, get ready for those. All right. Some uh, some other trades people sent in. Uh, Jose sent in Harrison Barnes for C.J. McCollum. Obviously, straight up 
Yeah. I don't think I don't think that would work, but a deal centered around those two guys could be interesting. Uh, I I love Harrison Barnes to death, but um, yeah, it would it would probably take an un- unprotected first. Also, um, yeah, I don't know Dorian Finney Smith too. I don't, you know, it's what about Brunson? Mar- no, no. If they're gonna split up that duo, they're gonna split it up for somebody dang good. Yeah, somebody good. Like they're gonna go after. I mean, and I'm, I don't. That's not like you know. I love Harrison, but like they're gonna. They would be doing something like calling up Milwaukee and be like McCollum for Middleton and something else, or you know, something like that. Ryan Brokoff Stan account sent me this Kevin Love for Wes in a second. Uh, how much do you think it would actually take to get Kevin Love right now? Do you feel like I'm- he's kind of a salary <laughs> dumpish? Uh, I'm yeah. I have no clue how to think about that because you read some reports saying Cleveland what they would ask for for Love uh, would be a like lot a and good player, a young player. You know, yeah. Like, you just don't what? know how what they would. Uh, I just don't know what they're asking. It's hard to gauge any type of Kevin Love thing. Would you say okay if it's Wes and Dwight Powell for Kevin Love? Would you do it? And then it's just purely about the money uh, going forward you know, paying and paying that money is tough. Point. That's thirty million oh, for yeah. five years. It's a lot, and um, so. But then, if it's Luke, would be twenty four by the end that by the time that. <laughs> if it's not a salary dump for Cleveland, if it you know in that situation, like we just said, with Wes and Dwight, what would it be like? What then? You're talking about actually paying a price to pay for that contract. And I love Kevin Love. I've been in his corner since he he got to Cleveland. Thought he got the short end of the stick, but, um, yeah, there would be some scenario. I mean, it's just a Kevin Love conversation is so hard because you don't know what Cleveland's going to be asking for him and you don't know how healthy he is. So that's it. It's just hard to talk about at this point. And you'd think that they would want draft capital. Yeah, and I would not want to give up a draft pick for Kevin Love right now. Especially since the Cavs suck at drafting so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, Justin sent in this three-team trade. Uh, this one is is centered around those same kind of guys. Uh, is earlier Mavs get CJ McCollum Portland gets Otto Porter West Matthews a 2020 first from the Wizards and a 2020 second from Dallas Washington gets Dennis Smith Jr. and Evan Turner so Mavericks give up Dennis and West and a second for McCollum Portland gets Otto Porter and West and a first and a second so they get two wings they get West back uh, you get two starters basically for CJ McCollum, and then you get off of Evan Turner's contract as well. Washington That's... gets Dennis Evan Turner, like that trade. It's it feels like it's almost right there to be a good trade. Yeah, I'm actually pretty impressed by that. I'm, I'm impressed by this trade. Um, yeah, in it <clears throat> in Dallas world, you feel like they would need to give up more in this trade, but. I mean, you're giving up Dennis. That's big. And it, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's obviously the biggest biggest part of that. But um, yeah, I mean, that's interesting. It, it would depend a lot on how Portland viewed Otto Porter, I guess, and if they right. think, yeah, Otto Porter and Wets, but they're still getting the first out of it, also. Yeah, like so, Otto Porter and Evan Turner. Like they might think that Evan Turner is better than Otto Porter. <laughs> yeah, and if you're and, and if you're Washington, if you're Washington, are you willing to? Are you willing to pay a first and take on Evan Turner by trading Otto Porter? They need bench help, though. But 
Yeah, but you'd be trading Otto Porter also. So that's true. Evan Turner had stepped in. I do like the framework of that trade. Good, good thought. Who who said that? Justin who said on Twitter. I don't. I don't Justin. have his full thing, but Justin, you can see it in my my mentions. Uh, and here's another one that we've mentioned a lot. Uh, Bucky Mello sent in West for Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, if it's just West for Tim Hardaway Jr., I might be for it, but uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. have to come off the bench. Like, I I don't want him in the starting lineup. With Here's my whole thing. We've talked about this before. <clears throat> if Dallas entertained that with New York, I think New York would have to attach Nilekina. So Nilekina and Tim Hardaway for West. I, that's been a conversation that we've seen online and all that stuff. So I think that would be the the conversation. That trade got sent so much. Thanks, Bill Simmons. Because <laughs> if New York did make that trade, they would be getting off um, Hardaway and Nilekina, who they're like they went through that whole weird stretch not playing him and stuff, and they would have some massive money at that point if they made that trade. So yeah, that, that's another caps whole cap space thing like the Clippers we were just talking about. Um, all right, here's some here's some good ones, and then you can hit me with the the big ones at the end. Oh man, we got rapid fire because I got a couple smaller ones too. I want to throw at you too. El Panda says to fix the Mavericks, you have to trade 2018 Dirk for 2011 Dirk. Oh, and that would fix hmm. the Mavericks. My, My question heart. to him is, do they keep 2019 Dirk as well? Uh, so now there are two Dirks. There is the old Dirk, and there's the less old Dirk. You can never have enough Dirks. Would a team of five Dirks <laughs> be the <laughs> team know. of five? Uh, and this is from Shude. He sent in this this crazy trade that I think could actually happen. Five-team trade. Oh, my gosh. That's not happening. Dallas gets Steph Curry, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Kevin Durant. And Why are we wasting time on this? Dallas sends, sends Dennis Jr., Barnes, Matthews, and DeAndre Jordan. Maybe some picks. Protected, of course. <laughs> All right. Um, so... <laughs> Going back to the more realistic route. Um, I could see it happening. <laughs> uh, it's the two, Draymond era in Dallas. In, uh, before, I thro- State. before I throw at you my heavy hitters, um, two smaller – well, one smaller one. I'd just say in general, I know we talked about the Heat earlier. Just watch out for, like, Miami. They have so many players that are on, like, two to four – like, like two to three-year deals in the double digits that they can – like some teams like Dallas, for instance, could look at a team like that and saying, you know what, we don't care as much about like we want to like try to find the uh, improvements on a roster and try to call somebody somebody up like Miami and say, hey, we'll take two of those guys for DeAndre or two of those guys, you know, a James Johnson and somebody else for that, and it would yeah. eat into future cap space. But just watch Miami. I, I I think they're guaranteed to make some type of move at the deadline. Um, Another one that's kind of like just even across the board, but would be kind of interesting to me is what if what if Dallas called up Chicago and said, no, I'm not going to talk about Jabari. Um, <laughs> he kept trying to send me Jabari trades last night. I was like, Jabari Parker. Are we talking about um, the same player? He's making 20 million this year. So if they if they called up uh, Chicago and said, hey, we'll trade you um, DeAndre for Robin Lopez. Chris Dunn and Felicio. Now, they just got Felicio. <laughs> Felicio, the crazy thing about him is he barely—he's not the greatest player in the world, and he has two more guaranteed years on his deal. Yeah. Um, so, but here's the deal: Robin Lopez plugs in for DeAndre this year, kind of like, hey, 
helps maybe. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's an upgrade or not. Um, but oh, then gosh. you look at like somebody like Chris Dunn, and would they like Chris Dunn next to Luca? Could he play, you know, off the bench? Something like that. those are smaller deals to where like, hey, it's kind of just swap changing of the guard, you know, reshuffling the deck. That's what I was going for. Yeah, yeah. Not huge things, but it's like a reshuffle of deck to just hey, we just gotta switch something up. All right, are you ready for my three haymakers? I'm ready. Bring them. Three haymakers. Um, <clears throat> Detroit. Where's Detroit at in the standings right now? They are right out of the playoffs. All right, so uh, just being straight up, what something along the lines of Andre Drummond for Harrison Barnes. Ooh. For Harrison Barnes. So you, got, you still keep DeAndre. So you got DeAndre. So our starting, well, the yeah, starting well, five no, is, no, is no, DeAndre no. <laughs> Drummond. And, and, <laughs> In that scenario, you would obviously work out something with DeAndre moving forward. Also, but. getting rid of Harrison Barnes for Drummond gives the Mavericks another player with D in their name, which which could make for a lot of good marketing campaigns. So. <laughs> um, Drummond, Dirk, once again, I- Doncic, <laughs> Dennis, Dorian. Um, <laughs> these are these are DeAndre, huge ones. Still, to, <laughs> Dallas uh, to where. If the Mavericks really wanted to swing for something big, you know, Detroit, they would just shuffle up the 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 big front court and put Harrison with with Blake Griffin. You know, obviously there would be some other pieces added to this deal, and um, just talking about some type of framework of that thing. Dallas would go all in for Drummond to be their center, you know, going forward in the future and like all that stuff. Um. Okay, so we talked about Orlando a lot and like Mo Bamba and Jonathan Isaac and stuff. If Orlando's still sitting there saying, hey, we don't know about like the future, what? I'm not talking about the Mo Bamba trade anymore. Oh, Lord, no. Um, but if Dallas really did, if they put, put all their chips in to say, hey, we want to go after Aaron Gordon. And if Orlando's saying, hey, we're going to take the long-term or long-road kind of, and we, we want to do the uh, Mo Bamba, Jonathan Isaac front court, even bring Vucevic back and all that stuff, what would it take to get Aaron Gordon if they did entertain it like a Harrison Barnes, Dennis Smith Jr. package around, you know, for Aaron Gordon? If that's that's the those are the type of moves to where if their goal changed like we talked about on you yesterday's think it takes pod. both Dennis and Harrison. No, no, no. I'm do- I'm not I'm not saying I would do it at all. I'm not saying I would give up both them for Aaron Gordon at all. I'm saying what I think if I'm Orlando, that's what I'm like asking for to give up Aaron Gordon because I'm like I, if I'm Orlando, I'm trying to build up Aaron Gordon and saying oh he's just like a next young star and all this stuff. And I don't know how like I was super down on Aaron Gordon. Then it kind of like reversed for me to where I'm like, oh, I think I'm like too down on him. I think I'm, I need to like really buy into his stock a little bit. And now I'm just kind of like, I don't even know how to feel about him. <clears throat> I do like his contract because it goes like in decreasing like value. It's really, yeah. really weird. It's a weird contract, but because he makes like 21 now, but it, like in the fourth year of his deal, he makes like 17 or something. It's, it's super weird. Yeah. Which is nice, especially for a team that expects to get better <laughs> incrementally. Yeah, and, and what what would you think of an Aaron Gordon Luca type pairing? So like in, what I was it's saying good. is if your goal is to find the next piece around around Luca, if your goal from hey we want to make the playoffs and all this stuff shifts to let's do whatever it takes to find the next piece for Luca, that that's the type of thing of putting two for one and going all in for somebody like an Aaron Gordon to put next to Luca. I don't know technically about that fit, but. 
I think it would be good. You, it's versatile. Uh, Aaron Gordon, not the best shooter. He has been a good shooter, though, in stretches. Uh, but versatile defensively. He can catch lobs, obviously. Uh, you know, he can create off the bounce a little bit. Uh, I think he'd be good running mate for Luca. Be a good like fourth guy that you can just plug into anywhere. Yeah. Um, okay, my big haymaker. I texted to you before we did the podcast, Ooh. and we talked about it before it. If Golden State decides to shake things up, they shouldn't, and they probably won't. If I'm them, I don't do. Do you know when the last time the Golden State Warriors made a trade? A single Ooh. trade with any team in the NBA. Andrew Bogut. Well, they did that one, but the time before that, there was actually a real Monte trade. Ellis for Bogut, two thousand fifteen. What was, was it? the last time that it was like a it was like Jason Thompson for somebody? Uh-oh. Uh, they traded David Lee away too. That was like a big, that was a big moment for their <coughs> franchise. But yeah, that was the last time they've made like a real trade. So let's say um, I, I'll walk you through this just of how four, just four years ago <laughs> how the teams. Um, uh, could go to a place like this. Let's say Golden State is saying, hey, we want to make an all-in move to try to convince Durant to stay. We're going to s- try to trade Draymond and try to get back, a, one, a player that can help us still stay like good now and that can give us at least a portion of Draymond, and two, a young piece that can uh, maybe develop into a, another type of uh, guy like that, uh, kind of like what Draymond Gives you. Then you go to a different situation. If Orlando's saying, hey, we really want a point guard. If Orlando really did chase Dennis Smith Jr. in a trade and they're offering up Jonathan Isaac, but then Dallas is saying, hey, we want to win now. We have Luka. We want to push for the playoffs now. So we don't want to wait on Jonathan Isaac. This is all theoretical, obviously. And then they go and they call Golden State. So then the basis of the deal (laughs) is uh, would – something along the lines of like Dennis and Damian Jones from Golden State to Orlando. Golden State would get Harrison Barnes and Jonathan Isaac. I'm coming home. And then Dallas would get Draymond and Cousins. Oh. Now, when I first pitched this to Nick, 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 Nick immediately started talking about Boogie. And I'm like, <clears throat> to be honest, I honestly just threw Boogie in there for salary purposes. <laughs> um, just because for Golden State, he's he's going to – looks like he's going to come back playing pretty soon. But it's just icing on the cake. They're not going to re-sign him probably next year. He's probably not going to be back. So, <clears throat> And if you're Golden State, and if they, they shouldn't go on move on from Draymond, but if they do, you get Harrison Barnes who gives you – whatever percentage of Draymond. He at least knows the system. He can hit a three. Uh, he's shooting the ball really well. Plugs right back into that system. And you get a Jonathan Isaac that you can spend the time to develop and to hopefully turn him into something. Like, if you're Jonathan Isaac, that's the type, That's the ideal situation right there. You can play yes. alongside Steph and Clay and them guys and turn into something uh, special. If you're Dallas, you get Draymond Green. And I... I love Draymond's fit with Luka. And I know a lot of Mavs fans hate Draymond. A lot of NBA fans hate Draymond and wouldn't want Draymond on their team. I, I get it. Uh, I'm just not one of those people. And and then you get Bo- Boogie's the wild card. And, you know, if he plays the second half of the season and you really like it and it's a good fit, all that stuff, to each their own with that. But that's a that's a haymaker. We'll leave on the haymaker. Tweet us what you think about it. Uh, I think that that Draymond will Draymond's game will not age particularly well, and that 
he is not as valuable as he once was. I don't know. He just hasn't shown. He hasn't. It doesn't seem like he's the same Draymond. Now. Maybe it's just minutes. Maybe that's just wear and tear. That's just. Couldn't you see him though season. in a situation if if Golden State traded him? Couldn't you see him him being even more the most motivated of his entire career? Yeah. To say you know what you got rid of me after we did all this together. I'm gonna show y'all and his passing and defense and like playmaking at the four alongside Luca. Oh man, I would love that. Do you know? So I did. Uh, my 10 things video on my YouTube channel, Nick Van Exit. Uh, one of them was DeAndre's turnovers. Do you know that DeAndre has a turnover percentage uh, that is higher than anyone else? Uh, no, no, no. So DeAndre's turnover percentage is higher than anyone else with his same level of usage. So De- DeAndre's usage is like 12% right now. So I searched between like 11% and like 14% usage. All the players that had that type of usage percentage the highest turnover percentage was deandre jordan the second highest was draymond green wow get off me now you just ruined my whole trade <laughs> i'm it would just be a lot of the same things that that we're upset about with deandre with turnovers uh, obviously he brings a defensive no draymond's a much better passer than no he's bringing the same turnovers though yeah he's been in a funk and Hurt and just all this saying. stuff. I'm just, I'm just pointing it out. I was just, just giving me the stat. It was a stat. It was a stat that I was bringing. Okay. And and we preface this at the early at the beginning of the pod. If you're listening right now at the end of the pod, a lot of these deals we're not saying we would do them. We're first just of all, first out. of all, if you skip the beginning of the pod and just skip to the end of the podcast, you're an insane person. Yeah, but some some people that? might be just be like oh, doing something, some other kind of crap at the beginning, and then they just like, oh, now we're listening. We're not saying we do them. We're just throwing out different options. I could how we could see both sides and reasonings behind um, both sides. Exactly. All right, guys, tweet us what you think about it. Thanks so much for listening to Locked On Maps. Peace out. Boom. <laughs>